Hello, how are we? Welcome back to the Keeperlit podcast. We are here for episode six of the Thrive Q&A. It is me, Kaz, doing today's episode as Tara is currently on a bus somewhere in Asia. So I cannot believe we're already on the sixth week of Thrive. It is actually mad how 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 fast time goes. So I just want to give yourself a massive pat on the back for continuing to work towards your goals and taking that one step forward to feeling like your best self and maybe not every week has looked like you would have hoped but this is a journey and the journeys are never linear so it's always just about drawing a line under sand continuing to take one step forward at a time when and if and when you can and like not aiming for perfection because perfection is just it's not the one because it's just impossible so consistency consistency is always what we're aiming for so anyways I'm just going to jump into this week's questions that we have so first of all um our first question is how to find motivation when you feel like you have none so this is so 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 common because the myth is that we need motivation in order to make change and take action and that's what's actually can be the problem because that's not the reality. The reality is we're not always going to be motivated. We don't wake up every single day being like, woo, let's go reach my goals. Now, some days we do and that's brilliant. But the days we don't, it's about relying on habit, routine and discipline as well and your your why. But what I will say is motivation is the thing that comes after action. So motivation is the like positive, good feeling that you're like, right, let's go. I am ready. And that comes after you take the things to make you feel that way so for example when you're sitting around all day and you're a bit wrecked and you're not really doing much you kind of the last thing you want to do is get up and move but that's probably the most beneficial thing for you at that time but then when you do take that step and that take that action then say for example you take the step and you go for a walk and you start to feel better from that or you go to the gym and you get them endorphins and you're like right amazing I feel great I'm gonna continue on this buzz now and I'm going to get my nutritionally dense meal in I'm going to make sure I get all my water and I'm going to hit my protein in order to continue making these gains all of this action then comes after that first action that we've taken so that is technically the motivation then that we are working off so just reminding yourself when you do feel like you have no motivation is just to take that one step so what I always suggest and recommend is breaking down that goal to the smallest possible thing you could do so for example if you had set yourself okay I'm gonna do a yoga session today and you were thinking god I'm mighty I'm just not motivated at all just tell yourself all you have to do is take out the mat and do one stretch or one pose and then once you're in it it's usually so much easier to continue so the same thing about the gym if you're like right do you know what I'll go and do one exercise once you do the one exercise you're probably delighted with yourself and you'll continue on and if not you've done one episode one exercise more than you would have done otherwise so just about breaking that right down and building on the habits and the routine that you have so next question is how do I know when my body is trying to communicate me communicate with me when I might may need rest so we do often say to listen to your body if you need rest rest but it's about how do you know actually know when it's telling you that or if you feel like you might be making an excuse for yourself so you are really the only person who is going to know this and when you actually ask yourself like honestly 
you can kind of call yourself out on if you think that you're okay to go or if you do think it's an excuse. Um, what the other kind of rule of thumb I would suggest going off is if you've had like two days rest in a row, that's most likely going to be enough that you can kind of continue on after that. If you are in a lot of pain all the time, like or aching after each session, then maybe it's that your recovery is not that strong yet. So you need to focus on your sleep, your stress, your protein all of that kind of stuff and build up your ability to recover um but if you're sick then that's a different thing so I definitely would recommend taking the rest you need until you are feeling better and then continuing on after that so when you learn what signals your body is giving you it does get easier um but it's just about looking out for patterns and trends as well in terms of your recovery so next question is how to take a positive mindset and approach so with the I suppose your health and fitness journey it does make it a lot easier when you focus on the mindset side of things as well because a lot of it is based on mindsets like mind over matter kind of thing um but if you feel like you're someone who tends to be more negative or have a negative frame of mind then it's about working on actually reframing them neuro pathways so this is something that really 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 takes time but it's definitely possible it's just taking that first step in order to do that so my first main tip for this is to journal because this is where you can actually view your thoughts and take that step back and make them changes towards a positive mindset so um we have this skill called metacognition which is basically the skill to view our thoughts at arm's length um which is so cool really to see think that we can think about what we are thinking about so let's use that skill in order to see okay if you feel like you're having a low mood you're feeling a bit down you don't really feel yourself you're out of sorts actually taking a step back from them thoughts seeing what is going on for you are you overthinking on something are you really hyper focused on something that happened earlier that day are you hyper focused on something that is still due to happen like a stressful event coming up and questioning that thought so is it fact where did this come from what changes can I make what can I focus on and not focus on and what can I control and not control and work on building up from there Um, and then there's plenty of like positive mindset podcasts audible books and normal books as well that I'd recommend just to give that give yourself that shift in mindset and approach as well so that goes on to a linked question which is tips for journaling and journal prompts so what I will say is there is so much content out there for journal prompts and that will be really specific to whatever it is that you are looking to work on and improve so whatever it is then you can say google or use instagram for journal prompts relation to so say for example if you want to improve your body image you could be like journal prompts in relation to body image and then there will be loads that you can use and um then begin to question yourself on them. My main tip for journaling is to start with basics. So start with getting into the habit of just asking yourself like, how was today? Like a check-in and to see, okay, what patterns are coming up for me? How did I feel overall? What good things happened? What bad things happened? What didn't go so well? What did go so well? And then that's kind of your daily overview that you can then begin to build on that. So say then, you got into the habit of doing your daily check-in and you notice okay today I actually didn't really feel myself I didn't really feel great and then you can be like okay why not like what's going on for me there and actually just question yourself so using the why so like why 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 <laughs> you know it's like a, a child but actually using that is such a beneficial tool to digging deep into that brain and making them rewiring um and reframes 
to make the changes, basically. So the next question is how to avoid comparing yourself to others on your weight loss journey. So the key thing here, I suppose, is reminding yourself that everyone is so different, especially when it comes to weight loss or body composition changes. Every single person has different biological makeup and different genetics and different ways that your body reacts. So even if you did the exact same actions and took the exact same steps as the person beside you, you would have different results. You would literally look still so different because one person's body is going to react differently to the other. So trying to remind yourself of that, that it's not even possible to compare yourself to someone else's weight loss journey because they're so different. Like it's like comparing, I don't know, I'm trying to think of things that you could compare that are so different, but <laughs> I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, really just questioning that. It's like that saying, you can't compare your chapter one, to someone else's chapter 20, um, because it's different skills, capability, experience, like even childhood factors, stress factors, everything affects this. So just reminding yourself that it really, really, really is not going to be beneficial to compare your own journey to someone else's journey because it's just too different to even get there. Um, the next question we have is how to control snacking. So my main thing here is to say, look for trends and patterns. So when do you notice yourself the most snacky? Like, is there a time of day where you're constantly aiming for the snacks and you just kind of can't control that time of day so say for example if it was like okay you notice around three o'clock every day you're just diving into the snacks you're like bottom of the pit like, what is the time so then you can work backwards because if say for example it was a three o'clock one you could see potentially maybe your lunch is not that substantial and you end up just being hungry again and that's just a natural reaction to your body not being full enough from lunch that you're going to be hungry between lunch and dinner so then you could look at making sure that you are getting a substantial meal at lunch. Same goes for if it's say after dinner or later in the evening where you feel the most snackish, like was your dinner substantial enough or is it something that actually just popping in a snack at this time it'll be, will be beneficial. So say having some sort of like protein pudding or yogurt or something in the evenings to have that like sweet snack if that's something that you're I uh, feel like you're a sweet tooth person. I know for myself, I love having like a little chocolate protein pudding in the evenings because that's my time where I sit down and watch TV and have a little sweet snack that is something that will kind of satisfy them them um that hunger as well so really looking at that the other thing then I would recommend if you feel like you're a mindless snacker so you're just constantly like picking then is to use the pause technique so say for example you go to grab like a bag of crisps and you're eating away at the share bag and you just can't be stopping yourself just take a pause, take five breaths and then ask yourself what is going on for you? What's what's your thinking process at this time? Is it that you're hungry? Is it that you're bored? What feelings are happening? Are you stressed? Are you tired? Are you emotional? Is it that you didn't even really realize and actually you don't care for it at all and you put it away? Or is it that there's something else that maybe can fill this void instead? Like, is it a thing that your coping mechanism is often um, a really common snacking thing is actually maybe it's you're feeling a bit lonely and reaching out to someone and connection will be more beneficial than than this habit so it's really really person dependent and situation dependent but the main thing is taking that step back and viewing the actual behavior 
for the reasons that it's happening and this might come over time of looking at patterns and trends but it definitely is helpful to see for yourself what's going on and then to make the changes rather than trying to force yourself to say okay not allowed to have something at this specific time actually just recognizing the behavior and then making the changes according to that specific time that behavior is uh, most helpful okay so the next question is losing I'm losing the love for the gym and how to get back to it so this is really common and it can be something that is quite frustrating is if you feel like you're someone who did love the gym and was like on a roll with it and vibing with it and then over time you're just not really feeling it you're not just yeah you're just not having a good time with it Um, and it can be hard to keep in the routine of it then when you're not having a good time as research shows that we are much more much more likely to stick to something we enjoy so if you're not really enjoying the gym at that time it, it is hard to keep going with it and um, so there's two uh, approaches you can take to this so the first approach is to ride the wave and see it might be just one of them phases that you're just you can go you can go for the movement and like you're in you're out you get the job done and you get the benefits after that and then you're fine and you ride that wave and then over time your love for it rebuilds and you kind of notice them progressions and you notice them changes and that's when your love for it comes back or it may be something that you've had this wave for a long enough time and you're still kind of plateauing with it and still not vibing then I'd recommend switching up the focus so that might be changing to a like a goal focus so a performance-based goal so it might be that you're working towards a specific like weight to lift or uh like a exercise movement like working towards a pull-up say or you are working towards a new run pb or to getting into running whatever it may be you could change up the performance-based goal there and that can get you a little bit more excited about it and you could also just try a completely new form of movement that maybe you haven't tried before so you could look if there's any classes near you is there anything else that you could try that you would be a little bit more interested in at that time and spice it up a bit and obviously it's depending on the goal what's going to be most beneficial for you but if you have like a very specific body composition goal then most likely like weight training and lifting weights in the gym is going to be probably the most beneficial for that now if your goal is general health well-being fitness feeling good there's so many different forms of movements that you could try that will be equally as beneficial for that goal um so it can be just about looking getting creative and spicing it up a bit I know personally for me this is something that I've gone through is my I used to love 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 just the commercial gym with normal like machines and weights and just over a couple of years I've just lost the love for that as much so more recently my goals have changed up and I'm more focused on kind of body weight movements say things that I can do in the park or the garden um and I love that and that's what keeps my I suppose motivation high for it is because I actually enjoy going and I want to go and I want to continue with that progress um but that came from switching it up and switching up my performance goal so there's a couple of different options for you to maybe try to see if you can get your love back for movement in general um so the next one we have is uh wondering is there a lesser evil to order when eating out or how best to order sensibly so this is in relation to a takeaway and having a chipper um or what best order when having that takeaway in order to kind of have that experience or have that bond and um, specifically with her son um what I will say I know we've said this so many times but it does come down to your 
your values and your goals and realizing that one meal in the grand scheme of things is not going to make a massive difference so I would look at the meals around that so your breakfast lunch and your snacks around that and getting your protein and your nutritionally dense vegetables and fruit and everything around that meal and then continuing on as normal the next day as well now when you're actually making then choices there is little changes that you can make so say for example if you're getting a bag of chips you could ask for a half bag instead because I know like usually chippers they give massive bags and a half bag is actually a normal portion really Um, you could opt for a protein source there so like a some form of chicken um or meat or something like that but yeah I wouldn't really stress too much about this actual meal thing and a takeaway and look at the rest of it but um oftentimes with the portion sizes that's something that you can work on instead so maybe having a half portion a smaller portion or say for example if you're out for dinner and you have um like your meal and you get maybe a side of veg as well to kind of keep you full and maybe have a half of the chips or half of the rice or whatever it may be you can just make them little changes but yeah Marla's story is kind of don't stress too much about that one specific meal and it's more about the consistency around that that makes the difference so that is all of our questions in relation to general Q&A now we have a few questions in relation to Thriveen so as we know, we have all signed up for the six-week Thrive program, um, but as we also know is that it takes a lot longer than six weeks to actually implement and keep habits and make changes for good. And this is only really the beginning of your journey and you may feel that you're only getting into it and getting into the swing of things and you would like that continued support. So that is why we have Thriving. So Thriving is the continued on of Thrive and it's basically the same as Thrive, only it's not for a set amount of time. So you just sign up for a monthly subscription. So you go until you feel you don't need it anymore, say, and you have it. There's a 14 day cancellation policy then. So instead of doing six weeks at a time. So within Thriving, then you still get access to the group chat. So still get that supportive community. You still get the Q&As, you get the webinars, you get any resources that are put in and shared and you also get bi-weekly check-ins. So it is a cheaper price because you won't need as much support as you need at the start. So it's £79 a month and then it is everything else is normal in relation to the app the trainer eyes you still have access to your workout plans and um, someone did ask is it possible to get a workout plan or change the workout plan at the six weeks and we do do like a update as in like you can review so it'll be very person dependent and goal dependent if it changes some people will be more beneficial to keep on with the program and to work on the progressive overload and um, because usually it is better to work off a longer period of time off one program because you're only kind of getting into it but sometimes it's it will need to be updated or changed. So that is within when you sign up for Thriving, you kind of get that review and see what's best for you. Um, and then the other question was, will we continue to have access if you don't continue to go on to Thriving? So if you feel that you don't want to continue on, that's absolutely fine. Hopefully you still have learned some tips and tricks that you'll be able to continue on yourself. Um, unfortunately, you won't have access to the app. So the app will like stop or 
cancel access uh, from Sunday night. So if you do decide to sign up, we will have the link in the check-in form. You can sign up and then payment will come out from Monday to continue on. Um, so there will be a, like a section at the bottom of your check-in where I'll explain more as well about this, like in terms of the payment dates and how that works. Um, but if it is something that you don't want to do, there's no pressure as well. It's just if you feel you want that extra bit of accountability, continued support and continued guidance. So if you do have any more questions on thriving, please let us know. You can either pop them in the group chat or you can send either myself or Tara an email and we will get back to you on it. Um, but yeah, moral of the story of thriving is it's basically the same uh, that you get at with Thrive. So just having a think about where you're at with your journey, reflecting on how far you've come. And obviously we'll have our final check-ins for Thrive Challenge this week as well. So it'll be a good time to kind of see where you're at, see where your progress is. And if you want to continue or not, we can go from there. But yes, so thank you so much for all the questions this week. If you do have any further questions, continue to fire them into the group chat and share any resources or things that you find will be helpful for others. Um, because oftentimes we feel if we are the person to ask the question, often there's so many other people that actually wanted to ask that question too. So it's always helpful to have them uh, that support in the community. Um, for the last week, I just remind yourself, it's just, one step at a time, continuing to just focus on what you can do in order to kind of continue to reach your goals, having that question, will this bring me closer towards my goals or further away to bring that mindfulness in and really just putting yourself forward because you deserve it, basically. So yes, that is all. I hope you have a lovely rest of your evening and I will chat to you again soon. Thank you.